You're listening to Run With The Bulls, a podcast discussing a unique approach to everyday finance with everyday people. Run With The Bulls is sponsored by Mentoro, a financial wellness company. Now, your hosts, author Danny Kofke and the royalty of financial wellness, Whitney Queen. Welcome to Run With The Bulls. My name is Danny Kofke and I'm a motivational mentor with Mentoro. I'm joined by the president of Mentoro, Whitney Queen. Hey, Whit. Hey, Danny, and hello to all of our listeners. So, Danny, when you think back on your childhood, what comes to mind? So, I, I may date myself, but this was before cell phones and even the internet. Yes, there was life before. I mean, I don't imagine huh. that. Yes. Um, but I do remember a lot of bike riding, Super Mario Brothers, and board games. And this may not come as a surprise, but one board game that stands out is Monopoly. Mm, definitely not surprising with you. This game can teach us a lot uh, when it comes to finances, but first, a little information. Yeah, so um, for those of you who have never played, Monopoly is a multiplayer game in which players roll two die to move around the game board, buying and trading properties and developing them with houses and hotels. Players collect rent from their opponents and aim to drive them into bankruptcy. Money can also be gained or lost through chance and community chest, cards and tax squares. Players receive a stipend every time they pass go. Do you remember how much it is? Um, it's two hundred dollars, it right? Is. Yes, yes. I don't know if it's gone up from inflation, but yes, it was two hundred dollars. <laughs> Let's hope, because uh, <laughs> yes, it's probably a little different these days, <laughs> right? So um, every time they pass go, and then uh, they can end up in jail, from which they cannot move until they have met one of three conditions. Right. And Monopoly has become a part of international pop culture, having been licensed locally in more than 103 countries and printed in more than 37 languages. And as of 2015, it was estimated that the game had sold 275 million copies worldwide. That's wild. So quick question for you. You know the Monopoly man? Yes. Does he have a monocle or not? I don't know. <laughs> so I don't know if you've ever, this total sidebar, I don't know if you've ever heard about the Mandela effect, but so many people believe that he has a monocle. I'm going to pull it up to show you. And he does not. Huh. But so many people imagine the old man in the suit with yes. a monocle, which would be the glass you know over what? one eye. That is, I know. I guess. I wonder if there's another figure that looks like him. That I don't know. It's so weird. It's interesting. It's crazy, isn't it? Yes. Yes. So anyway, back back on topic. <laughs> the game is named after the economic concept of a monopoly the domination of a market by a single entity. Mm -hmm. Monopoly has been around over 100 years, and while it is a real estate trading game that gives you the chance to become a pretend real estate tycoon, we'll say, Monopoly also offers a lot of financial wisdom and lessons that can be applied to the real world of finance and investing. Right, and in today's episode, we're going to go over some of these lessons. So up first, always keep cash on hand. So in order to win a Monopoly, you have to be the last player that has money. So if you move around the Monopoly board and buy up everything you can, you will likely run out of cash. No cash means you have to start selling off the properties, which are your assets, that you acquired, and you'll have to sell them at a deep discount compared to what you paid for them. In the game, you are allowed to mortgage them at a discount. Once this process happens, unless you get lucky, it's only a matter of time before you go bankrupt. 
Hmm. That's something I need to keep in mind. Always have cash. <laughs> there it is. Yes. <laughs> the same exact principle applies in the real world. The United States got a front row seat to this during the 2007 to 2009 Great Recession. Before this, people had been spending cash like crazy, thanks to an addiction to credit. When the housing market went bust and the U.S. banking crisis erupted, those without cash were greatly affected. The monopoly effect took place. Without cash, folks had to sell off what they owned at steep discounts. Mm -hmm. Unable to make mortgage payments, people were forced to sell their houses for significantly less than what they paid for them. Or worse, the lender foreclosed on the property and any equity was wiped out. Yes, and this was a scary time for many, but the people who had cash were given an opportunity to buy assets for a fraction of what they were worth. So in the end, they won the game and made the most money. Hmm. This actually ties in nicely with our next lesson, patience. Another good reminder for mm -hmm. me. To win at Monopoly, you have to be patient and have a game plan. You usually can't win by buying every piece of real estate you land on. You have to have a general approach of how you want to proceed. If you are impatient and start buying every piece on the board you land on, you will quickly find yourself without any money. Right. I mean, so basically, you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know <laughs> when to walk away, and know when to run. That would make a great song, I think. I, I think so. And I think, you know, we you can officially phase into being a country music star. Okay. Okay. I'm heading to Nashville after this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so looks like I just passed go and it's time for a break. Coming up next, more on the lessons from the game of Monopoly. Great news. You don't have to visit Spain to run with the bulls. Unless you want to get trampled, visit MyMentoro.com and use organization code RUNWITHTHEBULLS to set up your free account today. Welcome back. On this episode, we're discussing some financial lessons we can learn from the classic board game Monopoly. Another great lesson is start saving as soon as possible. When playing Monopoly, if you don't begin investing early, you will be forced out of the game sooner rather than later because the bulk of your cash will be spent paying out rent to those smart enough to buy property early on. Right. And with the magic of compound interest, the same holds true in life. In fact, let's take a look at some hypothetical investors, Jill and Jenny. We will say both invest $250 a month. Jill starts at age 25, whereas Jenny waits until she is 35. Their investments both average 8% of growth, growth a year, and they both retire at age 65. Here's how much money each would have. Jill, $805,000. Jenny, $350,000. So by investing 10 years earlier than Jenny, Jill will have more than $455,000 compared to Jenny. And she only invested $30,000 more. So the longer you have compound interest working for you, the more your money will grow. Another lesson is to always have a rainy day fund. In Monopoly, you may have to pay another player rent or owe taxes. In life, we all know uh, not so fun things will happen. Mm -hmm. This could be job loss, a medical bill, a repair, or a number of other expenses. Having a rainy day fund will help you pay for these. Mm -hmm. And another great lesson is to generate passive income. So in Monopoly, nothing is sweeter than owning a hotel. This is a winning strategy because it means you can charge the highest rent when someone lands on one of your squares. 
Most of us have skills and talents that can be used to generate passive income. And that is income that you can earn while you are sleeping. This could be from a book that sells on Amazon or a YouTube channel that generates ad revenue. Heck, even renting out your house could bring in passive money. That's very true. Monopoly can also teach you how to negotiate. In the game, you sometimes have to trade property to stay in. And depending on the other players, you might have to step up your negotiation skills. In life, you can use these skills at your workplace when discussing an idea uh, that you have or when asking for a promotion even. It never hurts to ask, but being able to negotiate can help your ask become a reality. Yeah. It's funny. We were kind of talking before this aired about kind of, um, you know, how AI is starting to, to kind of take over in a lot of areas. And I think that's where a lot of people hopefully, you know, kids nowadays that are just kind of going on that don't lose that ability to negotiate because that's Mm -hmm. something that you're not going to learn from a computer program. This is something that you just have to go through trial and error, talking to people, uh, seeing how humans react to what you say. So Monopoly is a great way to kind of build up those negotiation skills. And, you know, you're going to have to negotiate throughout your life. I mean, whether it's coming to buy a house, a car, at a job, wherever it may be, negotiation is involved. That's very true. Good point. So darn, I just landed in jail. Good thing I listened to our advice and saved a get out of jail card just for this occasion. While I do this, time for a break. When we return, final lessons we can learn from Monopoly. Connect with us on social media. Search at Mentoro Group on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Welcome back. On this episode, we've been discussing the financial lessons we can apply from the game of Monopoly. Up next is how to interact socially. In this day and age of virtual meetings, in-person discussions can be a little difficult. Mm -hmm. For years, board games have been helping people to bond and socialize on a lighter level than just trying to make small talk. Monopoly teaches people to socialize and have fun with others even when there's competition and something to lose or win at play. You know, and it's funny that that you say that, um, kind of going back, once again, we were talking a little bit before um, we came on kind of about AI and, and just even when I remember my childhood of, there was a lot of interaction. Like my parents, when they would have friends over, they would play cards, actual deck, they would play games and talking back and forth and having fun. And now it's just, uh, you know, I mean, we get together with friends and we usually watch football and stuff, but there's a lot of times people just, they go to their phones and there's like no social interaction with that. So I think board games... Or, or great card games, whatever, are a great mm-hmm. way that we can kind of bring that back. And I'm not saying you have to do this all the time, but it is fun to just sit there and talk to someone, actually, instead yeah. of looking at a screen. Yeah, it's so true. We were in the middle of nowhere, Tennessee, this past weekend with some friends that we rarely get to see. And we play dominoes and crazy eights. But I mean, we play that every time we get together. And it's actually become a fun thing because the scorecard is still in the box. Uh, so we can be like, oh, my gosh, you remember when we played that back in 2016? Right. And it brings up old memories. And yeah, it keeps the conversation going versus, you know, looking at a screen. Yes, yes, 100%. So I hope you don't play with people who do, but Monopoly can help us become aware and spot cheaters. Unfortunately, some Monopoly players will find a way to cheat, and that can ruin the fun for all. If they are very good at cheating, other players may not even find out, but that leaves them on the losing end of the game. It can be the same in life. If you are completely blind to what is happening around you, your chances of being ripped off increase. And I mean, let's face it, in today's day with uh, Nigerian princes and all those things, now more than ever, people are trying to take advantage of those that are not in the know. That is so true. Um, Yeah, scammers will go to 
quite a length these days to just take something from you. Yes, yes. Unfortunate. Mm -hmm. Monopoly can also help you learn to use data to take calculated risks. Playing Monopoly is about taking chances. If you can take these chances without much thought, you will usually uh, end up losing, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, It's much the same in real life. Taking chances can provide lucrative rewards if you do it right and your timing is strategic. When you learn how to calculate risks on the Monopoly board, you can apply the same logic and thought process to other areas of your life. Right. And and kind of going back, because it's been a few years since I played, but I do remember like the the two most, uh, I guess they're probably the most popular spots laying on are Park Place and Boardwalk. These are the most expensive around the Monopoly board. It's kind of like at the very end, right before you pass go. And they cost a lot. They are the most lucrative. So it's probably like if you think, okay, this is like Beverly Hills, right? So some people load up. They're like, okay, I'm going to pay a lot and buy these two properties alone and put hotels, put a bunch of stuff on it. And hopefully someone lands on it and I'm going to make a lot. Whereas other people, you look at it like, okay, I'm going to have some properties on the left-hand side of the board, maybe the top hand, spread them out. So then you have more chances of someone landing on them. So it is about taking calculated risks when you play the game. And in same in life, a lot of times it's like, okay, we have to say, I'm going to buy this instead of buying this. I'm going to put my efforts, my money, my time, my energy on this in lieu of this. So Mm kind of can teach us, okay, how, how to, to think that way. Yeah, that's a great point. And it reminds me earlier this fall, I was at a fintech conference and the uh, keynote speaker was Ryan Tedder, who is the lead singer of the band One Republic. Okay. And when I found out that he was going to be speaking, I was like, oh, that's cool because I love that band and I've, I've seen them before and I really enjoy their music and I think he's a really cool guy. But I had no idea just how impressive of a person he is, um, both in his industry and then in life and how he looks at finances. Mm -hmm. And so he was sharing a story about how he got into real estate and that became a a good vehicle for him for his investments. And one risk that he talked about taking, and it's the very principle that you're making, he um, took over the uh, Walgreens in Vegas. It's on this corner and I've actually been to it before. It's massive, but he's like the, I, I got it because the people who were there before me couldn't afford the rent mm-hmm. and all of the inventory and just couldn't keep up with it. And and so he was like, it was a huge risk because it's very, very expensive. But if I played it right, then I'll end up reaping so much from that. And of course, you know, a couple years in, I think he's doing pretty well. Huh. <laughs> At least I would imagine he is yeah. in Vegas. But, you know, it's um, it's, it's just interesting. You do have to take... You do have to take risks sometimes. Right. I mean, it wasn't too late for him to apologize. Isn't that one of their songs? <laughs> I think it is. Too late. To fa- See, I'm it on is. the roll. There you go. You Look at are. That. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, back back to the point. So, and finally, Monopoly can teach us how to accept help when we need it. There are certain times when playing Monopoly that other players have to help you out with some money because you have run out and you want to stay in the game. In order to continue playing, you have to accept help. And it's much the same in real life. And if you learn how to accept help when needed while playing a game, it will make it easier to ask for help when it really is needed in life. So while it is hard to ask for help and accept it, there is value in learning that a helping hand is often very essential. While a board game like Monopoly should not be used as a thorough education in finance (laughs) and investing, (laughs) there are some great lessons that can apply in both game and in life. 
you can use some of them to make playing this game not only fun, but a learning experience as well. Right. I remember, I think you you showed me some before we came on that yeah. you had seen, and I thought it was really interesting. It is It is one of those things that I'd encourage you guys to kind of think on and, and see how you feel and how this translates to your life. So imagine playing Monopoly and never buying any assets or investments that generate income. Imagine you just went around collecting $200, giving your money to the rich, and trying to stay out of jail. That's how most people in our country are living their lives. Mm. I think that sums it up. I mean, that is, yes, so true. I mean, hopefully mm-hmm. not the staying out of jail part. I mean, yeah, that, yeah. that's kind of, you know, goes without saying. But no, it is. And this is where we even talk like with investing. Um, you know, you do have to take some risk. We look at inflation right now. We all, I mean, don't even have to kind of have a higher, an entire show on that about, you know, the, the cost of it. The dollar bill decreases every year in value pretty much. So in order to combat that, you have to earn money on that dollar bill. And that's where it comes into being a little risky. Now, you don't mm-hmm. have to go crazy and, you know, bet it all on black or whatever it may be. But when you sit down and meet with a financial professional, you can look, and we've talked about it before, the history of the stock market earns about 10% a year. Look at some good, strong mutual funds, some stocks, and hey, this is what history says. Invest in those just so hopefully you can sleep at night. You're not too worried that the market's going to drop. But then knowing that, you know what, if I just keep collecting money and I do nothing with it, and I just put it in my measly bank account earning 0.0001% interest, well, it's going to be worth a lot less over time because of inflation. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, unfortunately, yeah. I mean, I do feel that that, that quote is probably uh, probably somewhat true, but, um, you know, that's why we're here. That's right. <laughs> that's right. And I actually have to, like, tip my hat off to Monopoly for trying to teach children at a young age yes. the kind of core principles of finance. Because, right. unfortunately, we haven't had a lot of that influence. No. So, and I think just if people just learned the, the, the basics like we just talked about, I think mm-hmm. uh, we'd be much better off as a country. That's exactly right. So, that does it for this episode. Please check us out on social media. We're at all your usual places. And if you ever have an idea for a topic you'd like us to cover, feel free to email us at podcast at mentorogroup.com. Whitney, thank you so much for chatting. Thank you for listening. Catch us next time as we run with the bulls. Run with the Bulls is sponsored by Mentoro and hosted by Danny Kofke and Whitney Queen. Learn more by visiting mentorogroup.com.